0: Head over to bombus.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's B O M B A S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure I'm Matt
1: I'm Dory um, We're coming at you live From our shared office
0: Live to tape
1: Here in Los Angeles, California
0: Yep, before no studio audience
1: And Bo's not even in here
0: Yeah, it's true um, Well, look, lots to update everybody on I believe the last time we spoke I don't even remember what we were doing i think it was it was on saturday or sunday of last week what had happened i had painted
1: it was on sunday because we had like you had come home and we had gotten this office like pretty much set up
0: yep well it's still set up everybody no changes no major changes have been made
1: hey hello uh,
0: i said major Dory put up curtains. She's very excited about it. Curtains, curtains there. No dice over here. And that's fine with me, honestly. Hey. Yes, dear.
1: I feel underappreciated.
0: Honey, I'm I'm very impressed with what you've done, especially being eight and eight months and some change pregnant. Um, I mean, look, guys, there was a she put a she she received a mattress from a shipment and put it on the day bed herself. Sure. While I was off recording James Bonding. Sure did. Um, I mean, she's just remarkable. She's gotten all the a lot of the stuff out of the uh, shed for for the baby.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've done many loads of baby laundry.
0: She's done a lot of baby laundry loads, and uh, yeah, it's all coming together.
1: The curtain rod was situation was complicated because it's a bay window, and I was like, "How are we going to do this?" Because the the two angled sides are very short. And so I'd originally bought three curtain rods. And then I saw on Amazon that they make bay window curtain rods, with like a telescoping um, rod.
0: I find that a lot of times there's like um, always weirdly like solutions to problems that yeah. you didn't know <laughs> totally. that were a problem until the problem comes up.
1: Totally. So I was like, Oh, all right. So I, I bought it and I, it up today while Matt was at his five-hour recording.
0: Um, yeah, everybody on be on the lookout for the James Bonding Fantasy Draft. Six people. Whoa. Uh, really? Just uh, it just it just took well, as long as you'd think it would take because we all <laughs> had to make fourteen. There were fourteen rounds. Oh my goodness! So, think about that. Whoa. Fourteen times six.
1: That's a lot.
0: Is, uh what, 84 picks had to be made? Yeah. So.
1: Boy, oh boy.
0: Yeah. So I don't want to spoil anything. We all had to then... Then we all... We took a break while we all wrote a synopsis of our movies and came up with a title using only words that had previously existed in titles.
1: <laughs> Sounds complicated.
0: It was... Complicated, but it was also a hoot.
1: So I just made you appreciate me, but I should appreciate you. No, you're fine. Because huh? when I came home from my solo baby moon, mm-hmm. you had assembled.
0: On solo baby moon. It was Harrison Ford themed.
1: Yep. Um, you had assembled.
0: That's no baby moon. Boy. The... This, that would be crushing in a different audience.
1: Okay. Um, you'd assembled the eight drawer Hemnis ikea dresser alone alone
0: for like literally it took the entire it took all of my waking hours minus the eight thirty p.m andy secunda arrival podcast that happened on that wednesday
1: and then you also put together the Hemnis daybed which was that was a beast a monster
0: i had to build it in place guys because the uh
1: the room is so small.
0: Room's so small. And it's also like it's essentially it's a day bed that converts to a queen size day bed that also has three drawers underneath it. So if you can imagine
1: It's a real multi purpose it's, piece it's of furniture.
0: Also like so complicated. It would have been easier just to uh, you know build a car. <laughs> um
1: I posted it on my Instagram. And I got several messages from people saying that they also have the day bed. They love the day bed, but they know that they'll never be able to move the day bed. So they are planning, if, if and when they move, they're planning on just taking a sledgehammer to the day bed.
0: I have to be completely honest. I could take that thing apart again. What? Yeah. I had to, I mean, I had to take uh, some of the drawer apart, uh, some of the the chest of drawers apart because I broke a piece uh, with my with my uh, just sheer strength <coughs> slash body weight um, and uh, in order to put it you know I sent I put it out on, and I glued it with carpenter's glue and I clamped it in the yard and uh, let it dry for like 12 hours and then I had to disassemble the top and pull the sides apart and slide that piece back in to make it secure and to work but you know i didn't want to it would just would have been if we didn't have that piece it would not have been a pretty drawer situation you would have not been happy with it and uh luckily i fixed it
1: well i appreciate your dedication
0: i was very dedicated. i'm very dedicated when i start on a task yeah for the most part (laughs) i mean it really depends on what the task is i guess
1: (laughs) Um,
0: but, uh, you know, next up we got to build the crib and then we're done.
1: Yep. You also painted.
0: I painted that room, but I think I had done that last
1: week. No, you hadn't.
0: Didn't I do it on Sunday?
1: No, I don't think so. I think you did it Monday.
0: No, I remember going to the store on Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I had, you know, figured out that we... There's a hardware store nearby that I completely forgot about. Oh, yes. And yes. Because it was the marathon. Yeah. I was
1: like, you can't go to Home Depot because it's the marathon.
0: Right. Everything was it was very complicated. Everything was dead set against me painting that room. But I was <laughs> the only person who believed in me and myself and the wall color being <laughs> different. And I have to say that now the wall color is different. It does appear bigger, brighter, and happier in there. Yeah, it does. So And in here. Yeah. Yeah, it does somehow appear bigger in here. Yeah. So Look, uh, it's it's all it's all coming together. I promised her I would be done with the daybed by th- I said I would be done with the drawers and the daybed by Thursday, which was well, You
1: first said Wednesday.
0: I did say Wednesday. But that's okay. But then I turned it into Thursday when the dresser and I got into that snafu.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, I texted you and asked how things were going. You said you and the dresser were not speaking.
0: No, we were not speaking. And little did I know that the dresser's companion would be even more difficult.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: But that was, a, you know, it was a, uh, it, what I said to you, I need two more hours in the day bed. And I pretty much did exactly two hours on that day bed on Thursday. And yeah. And was done.
1: Um, also, a lot of people have that dresser and many people reported being very happy with it once they've put it together.
0: Yeah I'm sure we'll be happy with ours if it man if my if my glue job holds up
1: <laughs> here's hoping it does.
0: I mean look the engineering of the I'm just, I was fascinated by the engineering of the IKEA stuff such a that 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 mechanism to to connect the side pieces which is essentially it's a screw that has a post followed by another uh, screw, screw post and screw head, right? So you drill it in. Then you slide the other piece in, which will have a hole cut into it. And then another piece slides into that hole, which is then turned and locked in place with a screwdriver.
1: Oh, that's it's a, a really, that's a classic IKEA move. I mean,
0: it's a great feat of engineering. It's very impressive. And uh, I was... I was happy to put things together like that. Uh, you know what? I almost did. Honey, I almost went into the shed, dusted off the biscuit joiner. Wow! And I was going to use the biscuit joiner to, uh, to reattach the parts that I had, the part I had broken. But mm-hmm. then I was like, you know what? To get the biscuit joiner out, mm-hmm. then wait for that glue to dry. Mm-hmm. It's going to take, just as long as it will for me to tear this thing apart again. Mm-hmm. So I essentially built that dresser twice.
1: Damn. Well, I have to say I've not bought IKEA furniture in quite some time. But we thought we were past it. We thought we were past it. We're not past it. We're not past it. When I was when I was doing some you know, I was I was looking on Instagram for some inspo from nursery inspo.
0: Yeah, I look on Instagram for ThinSpo, but it's a banned hashtag now, so
1: And I saw a lot of people had this dresser. And I was like, huh. It's two hundred and seventy nine dollars, mm-hmm. which is so cheap for how big it is.
0: Yeah, for as many drawers as it is, and the yeah. capacity of this behemoth. All this the other room.
1: dressers I was looking at were like half the size and at least double the price. Mm-hmm. Delivery from IKEA, it was thirty nine bucks for both of the things.
0: Yeah, and let me tell you, those shipped, and it was four flat boxes.
1: It was very fast.
0: I think the lightest box was 70 pounds.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they had two guys coming in and bringing in all the boxes. Yeah,
0: it was really... uh, They bring them to the room. Imagine a young Matt having to clear the room, at least so I could get some sort of um, space to work in. Because there's no chance of building any of that and and then bringing it into the room. Correct. So I had to deal with that. And then unpack each box so I, I sentenced myself to being locked in that room for the entire day so in the morning at 10.15 in the morning I ordered three sandwiches from uh, All About the Bread in Los Angeles and that was my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I did not leave the house. After I walked Bow in the morning I stayed in the house. Oh boy. And that was the end of my exiting that day. Um but I had to do it. I had to buckle down and do it. Now, could we have paid somebody eighty-five dollars to come to the house and do it? Probably. But then there's the whole, the whole other rigmarole of what to do with Bo. Yeah uh what day they can do it yep me having to be here while they do it Yep. so my thought was if i'm gonna have to be here anyway while they would be building it and deal with what the dog what's gonna happen with the dog let's save the 85 dollars mm-hmm. on each piece and i will build it if i had to do all over again i'd still do it because now i know how to build those <laughs> and it'd be easier the second time around
1: yeah um, it will never be used as a queen bed because there's no room to pull it out, no, but
0: unless we move and I just take it apart. true. I could do it I'm telling you yep I'm happy to do it right now.
1: Oh no, 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 should I take it apart nope don't do it.
0: Oh challenge issued. Oh, I accept your challenge oh,
1: no no,
0: um so yeah that's where we 're at right now with the baby room stuff. Now, baby itself. Good news, everybody. Large abdomen, long legs, normal head. What does this mean? I don't know. <laughs> Decembe matumbo coming out. I don't. <laughs> I don't really know what that means.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't really either. So, and suppose I mean, everyone says these measurements are inaccurate, but. Um, supposedly the baby already weighs over seven pounds
0: yeah well if it's a baby of mine I believe it
1: well it should yeah, be I, a baby of yours
0: well, yeah you never know though that's with true with uh, sperm bank uh, snafus
1: did you just see the thing about the doctor in Indiana
0: no had to use himself as the yeah, sperm for like lot. 50 I feel like that happens for like constantly. 50
1: babies well it ha- I think it happened constantly in like the 80s
0: was it just, like, uh, my kind of thing of, like, eh, I don't want to call DoorDash. I'll just use my own sperm. Uh,
1: partly, because yeah. I think, like, the way he was doing it, he had to have, like, he had to have the donor show up. They weren't freezing sperm yet uh-huh. to do it. So it, it was all fresh sperm. Yeah. So it was, like, you know, whenever they were going to do the retrieval, the, the guy had to be there in the clinic, like, within an hour. Yeah. And I think sometimes he was, like, oh, I can't, like, I can't find anyone. <laughs> I'll just use my own sperm.
0: Look, I don't know how do how do we, how does people how do people feel about that? Was it not mm, disclosed to the patient? It's not disclosed. Oh well, then they probably don't feel great about that.
1: Yeah, not disclosed at all. Um, but there's not there there's not actually laws against it. In yeah, Indiana. I don't
0: even know what that would be. What would that law be? I mean, full patient disclosure. I guess. Or well, something it's, it's deceptive. It? Well, did anyone ask if it was his sperm? And I bet they didn't. So he probably was like, "No, there's no deceiving." He went to sleep at night.
1: I guess he did, but jeez. Um,
0: good for him for having such a useful sperm. Gross. Well, I mean, look. My, if I was an IVF doctor, I'd be out of luck. I'd be like, "I'm sorry, if I can't get anyone here, it's not happening." <laughs>
1: Well, people would know that you hadn't that you weren't the father. they'd be like, "Well, Dr. Myra can't be the father because yeah. we know he doesn't have good sperm
0: unless I have great sperm, and Dory's just the one who's holding us back. I don't know whatever it's cool. don't worry about it what <laughs> um, yeah, what else is happening here
1: well i'm thirty seven weeks tomorrow,
0: yep, I spent um the other thing I accomplished this week was I fixed the uh reverb on a nineteen sixty-five Princeton reverb amplifier by myself. Good job. Very excited, guys. I had a microphonic twelve AX7 tube. Sorry, twelve A T seven, the preamp. And uh there was also a disconnected ground in the reverb tank. A little solder, a lot of elbow grease. harvested a 1287 tube from a Fender twin reverb out of the shed.
1: And then he threw his back out.
0: I I pulled my back, putting the reverb away, the Fender reverb, the twin. um, If anyone out there plays guitar and understands those, those are notoriously the heaviest fucking amplifiers on the planet. They're, the two speakers in there. I, they, I think, the amp ship. The shipping weight of the amp is eighty-five pounds, and I one, I one-handed it.
1: That was a bad idea. Like a
0: real doofus.
1: Which is not the best thing to do when you have a thirty-seven weeks pregnant wife.
0: Yeah, Dory saw me coming out of the bathroom, grimacing, and was like, "What is happening?" And I was like, "I can't stand up straight." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to do a little bit of uh, a little bit more stretching tonight. Uh you know, I did not sleep on the couch last night like I was planning, mostly because when I went out there, a certain someone was taking up the entire couch and <laughs> could not be moved. <laughs> and I had already hurt myself lifting an 84-pound amp. I didn't want to lift an 84-pound dog.
1: That That is fair. So then I went to... When he really stretches out, including his tail, he's very long.
0: Oh, he takes up, literally takes up an entire Joybird couch. Don't yeah. forget to use the promo code EXCELLENT.
1: I think it's adventure. Don't no, forget
0: to use promo code adventure if you want a Joybird couch as well.
1: Uh, yeah, you get 25% off. Um, I let him out in the backyard twice. He was sunning himself. Today? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I let him out this morning in the backyard, and he was happy to go out there. Spent a little more time out there than I thought he would.
1: He still wanted to walk, though.
0: He did, of course, yeah. but uh, He
1: didn't bug me for a walk this afternoon, though.
0: Yeah, he was probably like, mm, I'm good, ma'am.
1: Yeah. Also, mm, was, I'm good. It was warm out. It was like eighty three degrees today.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was hot. I was in Pasadena, yeah. it was hot.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think he was like, Meh, I'm good.
0: Yeah. Little sun.
1: Little he does, sun. he does he
0: that he takes after me in that sense. He hates the heat.
2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're gonna keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love, What that is it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombus is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombus is that when you purchase an item, Bombus donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombus has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombus can make returns easy as well you know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those two. And they even have a new Pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. He doesn't love it. He also hates the rain, but I like the rain, so he's not totally He's
1: gotten better with the rain.
0: Yeah, but he's still like, if it's pouring. Well, yeah. He will look at the back patio and go, hmm, no.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But he does look so cute in his raincoat. Oh, my
0: God. We also had a visit from the doula yesterday.
1: Oh, that's right. And she asked if we were going to talk about her.
0: (laughs) And we are right after this word from a sponsor. All right. You guys waited for it. Here it is. Doula download.
1: (laughs) Um. Yeah, she came over yesterday. First
0: things first, Bo got some cheese.
1: Uh, Bo got a lot of cheese.
0: Bo had a cheesy good time. Bo was very well behaved. He was well behaved. He tried to, you know, he tried to jump up on her uh, in the bedroom, right? Do I remember correctly?
1: Yes, and he was also like... He He also
0: tried to get on the bed fully with you when you were getting into a uh, practice birthing position.
1: Yes, with a yoga ball.
0: On the bed. (laughs) On the bed. He then decided, oh, this must be fun time. (laughs) I I must be a part of this.
1: Nope. And then then I got a preview of what laboring at home with Bo and the yoga ball is going to be like.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It will. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly why I can't really do yoga around here because it's just you got to deal with the dog licking your face.
1: I know, but... When you do, when you start doing yoga again, I'm going to really keep him out.
0: I hope so. That's the plan, guys. We got to get this back in shape here.
1: Um. Yeah. Every so often he would like go up to her and try to like get in her face and she would ignore him. Yeah. Even though she wanted to pet him, she said. Yes. Um. And he would just walk away.
0: Yeah. He would just walk, go, fine. I'm going to go to my water. <laughs> I'm leaving the room.
1: Very dramatically. Mm. Very How Paul do you like Rudd it? in Wet Out American Song. How do you
0: like it now that I'm not in here? It's not cool, is it?
1: They were like, no, it's fine, actually, Bo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he was great. And once again, she had the reaction that like a lot of people who just meet Bo when he's like well-behaved have, which is like, he's so great. I don't understand why you don't think he's a well-behaved dog. We're like... <laughs>
0: Well you brought cheese I mean that's number one
1: Yeah and you're not A male dog Who lives in the neighborhood
0: Yeah also he, She I mean I was happy Very happy With how she got up And was moving around the house With pretty much no issue
1: Yes Same
0: So that was very Because he barked Comforting at,
1: He barked at Forever 35 assistant Lane When yeah. she was here the other day When yeah. she got up To go to the bathroom
0: Yeah it's been really uh, You know obviously We've been talking about it For a long time But that's been a Big fear of us of ours, rather, is Bo and his, his behavior towards a doula or a person visiting house to see baby. Yeah. And walk-arounds.
1: Fortunately, Lane reacted fine. Like, she didn't freak out. Yeah. And he backed off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, unless you're that tiny dog that looks a lot like him that lives next door. Bo Jr. Bo Jr. He's okay with you. Usually. We narrowly avoided the husky the other day.
1: Oh, I haven't seen the Husky in months. Saw the
0: Husky. Found the house the Husky comes out of. I know the street now. Oh, wow. In which uh, three houses down. Okay. Um, but uh, I avoided him uh, by just uh, ushering Bo in the other direction. Good job. That guy went up the street. I went down the street. uh and uh, he had a because there's another event free one. There's
1: another husky in the neighborhood who that he doesn't care about has black fur that he doesn't care about. Right? Who uh, we always see that dog from across the street, and the other dog kind of looks at him like, "I want to be friends with you." Mm-hmm. And Bo's like, mm. "But I would rather Bo just ignore that than be upset about that." Them.
0: Yeah, I'd rather Bo not be have any friends than yes. snap at strangers than have enemies.
1: Yes. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So the doula went over a bunch of stuff with us. Matt was in a, I would say, oppositional mood.
0: Mm. Well, look, here's the thing. (laughs) You know, you're just like, you, 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 your, your goal is to try to avoid the unscheduled C-section, right? Yeah. So, I'm just saying, why don't we just schedule one, thus avoiding with 100% certainty the thing you want to avoid. Uh-huh. So, you know, they tried to explain. She, he's tried, got a she, real... tried, she tried to explain abdominal surgery, and he's like, honey.
1: He's got a real listen. bee in his bonnet about this.
0: Well, my bee is that I want you to be he happy. I don't want you to have the thing happen you don't want to happen.
1: The thing I don't want to happen is a long induction followed by an unplanned C-section. You know
0: how to avoid that?
1: Yes. We've been over this.
0: I'm just asking. I don't know. How would you avoid that?
1: Not get induced.
0: Uh What's a way to maybe avoid that entirely?
1: I don't want to...
0: I know, but I'm just saying. What do you want more?
1: if if, if, If the doctor says, look, I really would recommend... A schedule C section, then I'll be like, great. But I'm not gonna just out of the blue schedule a C section.
0: Okay. I mean that's perfectly reasonable. Thank you. Thank you.
1: No, thank you.
0: Thank everyone for listening. This has been the end of the marriage. <laughs> no,
1: no. Um Yeah.
0: Look, I'm just uh, I don't know.
1: You seemed you seemed a little cranky. Yes. I did? Yeah. I
0: was so well, my back was killing me. Mm. You know, I was in what I would describe as the most comfortable chair for when your back is feeling fine, but the least comfortable chair for when your back hurts. It was like because you then to then sit you, so deep back. Then you and changed then I, chairs. Well, then I stood up
1: and got a dining room chair.
0: I did. <laughs> I did.
1: Yeah, you got a different. I forgot chair. about that. That's how much <laughs> my
0: back hurt. I would never do that.
1: Okay, I mean, I don't have a problem with you doing that. No,
0: I'm sorry. I was in a little bit of pain.
1: I mean, the doula to- told me to be sitting differently. She put me on a throne.
0: You looked very comfortable. I was very throne. comfortable. I think you should throw it up. When she I came like, home, you were sleeping.
1: I was. I was very tired.
0: I did not wake you.
1: No. Bo did not awaken either.
0: <laughs> no, you both were sort of just. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, she was like, you should be sitting upright. And she arranged some pillows, including some pillows i could rest my elbows on it was very comfortable
0: i love an elbow resting situation yeah which is what i love about uh, uh, arm uh, chairs yeah you know uh-huh. and actually it's why i ended up putting the other arm back on this chair i was like you know the ability to play guitar in this particular seat uh while nice is not my comfort uh when sitting, all other times is 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 currently. Oh, I
1: up. I need I need an armrest for my desk chair. Yeah,
0: well, that desk chair I specifically bought for guitar playing. Lift the arms, see, out of the way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gonzo.
1: Do you want to trade back or not? Do you want to trade? <laughs> do I mean? you want to
0: sit with a giant <laughs> racing game chair? Nope. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah. So she she kind of like reiterated some of the things we had learned and forgotten in the childbirth class.
0: Yeah. It was amazing how much stuff sort of left my head, but how much stuff, but what didn't leave. My
1: yeah. Head. And then like when she reminded us, of st- reminded us of stuff, it was like, Oh yeah. That. Yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> what is Braxton Hicks?
1: They're like practice contractions.
0: It's not a Taylor Hicks, Tony Braxton. Collab. Collabo track, track, which I would listen to. No, it's not. Okay.
1: Um, I haven't. I don't think I've had any Braxton Hicks. Good. He's like real. He's real comfy and cozy in there.
0: He's enjoying his time, and he's really learning about not uh, being annoying right currently. He's <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not be annoying. <laughs>
1: uh, I always said, like, I could deal with him being up to two weeks early. If he came this week, it would be a little too early.
0: This is two weeks early.
1: This is three weeks early.
0: Then you said up to two weeks. Right? Why would you now change it? You're correct.
1: Your I know. I'm not. I didn't change it. Whew, I'm saying guys. if he came this week, it would be it would be way too early. Yes. But if he came next week, I think I would be like. Yeah,
0: we would sort of have more we would, things. We would done. have
1: more things done. It wouldn't be like ideal, but I'd be like, no, okay, I can I can handle this.
0: Yeah, I agree with my wife. Thank you uh, for once, guys. Oh, God. You know how contentious we are. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I look. I need to let me take let me take the week, buddy. Let me finish your crib at least.
1: Yeah, jeez.
0: Louise Dory came up with a great idea regarding uh, cribbing, and uh, it's because my back is killing me, and I'm like this the crib box, which I dragged out to the shed by myself when it arrived. It is large. I was like, it's so heavy. I don't know how the hell I'm going to get it in the house. Dory's like, well, oh, not we just take it out of the box in the yard, and then bring in the pieces we need and I was like that's why you have two master's degrees.
1: That is exactly why I have two master's degrees.
0: Mm-hmm. One of them was in furniture building. Yep. What if it was? That'd be so cool if you were like a crazy artisan woodworker and had never told me um, and you did delicate inlays on oak.
1: I can put together furniture.
0: Well that you can do for sure. But, I know. but you're not going to like carve a banister. No. Out of a solid piece of uh, red wood. No. that'd be a very hard wood to carve. I'm not going to do that. Um, any anywho, that was a good idea. So excited about that. That's the plan probably for once I'm re- done recording this. I'm gonna
1: because yeah, it stays light now for quite some time. time.
0: Well, even if it's not light, I don't need it to be fully light out there.
1: All right. Well, I look forward to helping you.
0: So that's your big updates on Matt and Dory and our excellent adventure. Oh, I thought of a name today. I'm going to say it to you on this podcast because I don't remember it right now. Ah, Quinn.
1: That's been on our list for months.
0: The name Quinn has been on yes. our list for months. Yeah. What about Quint?
1: No. Mm. <laughs> this is what he does. You guys mm. he tries to sneak in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a name mm-hmm. that has secret Fan culture relevance. Fan
0: culture. There's no fan culture around Jaws. It's just. Are Jaws.
1: you kidding me?
0: I'm not kidding you.
1: <laughs> what else? All right, should we should we get to some emails?
0: I guess we should get to some emails. The people want to be heard. You know how to listen to us and find us. We we say the spiel every week, so. I'm not even going to say it right now.
1: If you're just joining us for the first time,
0: what? <laughs> what?
1: Who are you? <laughs> Yeah, why Look, are you uh, here Four one
0: three four six one baby and uh, email us Matt and Dory at gmail or Dory and Matt at gmail I think that's the brevity and we're going to go to the emails here we go
1: okay so last week we heard from someone who was asking how people afford going on maternity leave Remember yeah this? which
0: I was like this is dumbfounded by the, the sick day having to take
1: yeah and- so we actually heard from a lot of people about this oh good um, and I, I chose a few to read Mm -hmm. Um, so this is from Whitney she says I live in Boston and work at a company that shops health insurance plans for small businesses my husband is also an insurance agent in Massachusetts so I checked with him on all this Hmm, by the way this just you know once again eggheads really just come through the
0: provenance with which this email is being answered is already I mean she shops
1: health insurance plans for small businesses and her husband is an insurance agent and they live in Massachusetts it's like we couldn't have asked for better You know, responders. Well, look, I just hope she gets a
0: bigger place. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay. As far as help with income during maternity leave, she should consider setting up a disability insurance policy, which will pay part of her income while she is not able to work. Some companies offer these plans outright or have it set up to opt into. Or she can purchase the supplemental plan on her own with a company in her area like Aflac, MetLife, etc., You can get these while you're pregnant, but it's better to set them up sooner rather than later because they're usually not that expensive and the benefits are better the longer you have the policy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: As for the regular insurance, you are correct, Matt and Dory. She could sign up for a policy through the state exchange, Massachusetts Health Connector, which would likely be cheaper than her company's plan. Once she is no longer working or getting paid, that counts as a qualifying life event because of the change in income and the loss of insurance, and she could sign up for insurance outside of open enrollment. Hmm. Depending on her income, she may qualify for subsidies for the plan or not. Mm -hmm. Either way, it will probably be cheaper, especially if her company wants to set her up on COBRA. Do not pay for COBRA. It is a ripoff. It is. Hope this helps. It is definitely a bummer how little support there is for women on maternity leave, so I wish you all the best. Thank you for all you do, Matt and Dory. Two people and a cat in an 850-square-foot apartment.
0: Again, get a bigger place. What are you doing to yourself?
1: Honey, they live in Boston. It's very expensive there. It is
0: 850 proper. I bet she's paying what we pay for rent here in our house. Totally. At least.
1: All right. I am going to now play a voicemail. Okay.
2: Hey, Bo, Matt and Dory. Um, This is Kimberly. I'm calling from Nashville. And I wanted to weigh in on the question about the maternity leave and being the primary breadwinner. Um, I am currently 33 weeks pregnant, thanks to Clomid. And um, I am the primary breadwinner for my husband and I. We're both on my insurance. Um, And, you know, for the most part, I feel super empowered by this situation Um, You know, I worked really hard for my career, and my husband's really supportive in a lot of other ways besides financial, which make our lives easier. But um, in terms of maternity leave, it sucks pretty bad. Um, I'm taking the 12 weeks that, you know, federally mandated through FMLA. Um, I have short-term disability insurance that I've been paying premiums on, So, but that only That covers, I think, for a vaginal delivery, like $6,000 total for the whole maternity leave. Um, And, you know, obviously it's not free money because I've been paying premiums for it. But that helps a little bit. So short-term disability, um, we've been saving money for this purpose. um, But I also do have to pay my medical premiums in full, like the previous caller has said. Which works out to like over $800 that I just have to give my company to cover our medical expenses, you know, the medical premiums while I'm gone. And it's been really frustrating to me. Um, you know, I live in Tennessee, or not exactly the most progressive state. Um, I actually have emailed my HR person that I keep talking to about stuff and said, "Is there anybody above you that I could talk to that?" You know, I can, can can complain about these policies. You know, I didn't want to make her feel bad because I know she probably doesn't make these policies. But she hasn't responded to me, and that was, like, two weeks ago. So she probably feels really awkward about it. But mm. anyway, I just wanted to kind of share my perspective on that. Um, you know, we're going to make it work, but it's going to suck. And I do feel discriminated against. Um, But I don't really know what other recourse I have. You know, this is the society we live in. It's set up to discriminate against working mothers, to be quite frank about it. And my employers aren't sympathetic to it. So I'd love to hear other people's stories if anybody was able to change their employer's mind. Um, You know, I guess I'm lucky to have a job, but it sucks. So anyway, that's a super cheery and wait in that voicemail. You're welcome. Um, love the podcast. Really happy for you guys. Can't wait to hear all about how everything goes. All right, thanks. Bye.
0: Checking in from Nashville.
1: This country.
0: It's so backwards in so many ways. So many ways.
1: It's insane.
0: It really is. It, I mean it genuinely is. I and mean, then you know, it's a thing like the, 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 the legal precedent hasn't caught up to the patriarchal society that it had been built under mm-hmm. where it was women stay home and take care of the baby so there were no maternity policies ever put in place in 1938 uh, you know especially when unions unionized and stuff so it is it is just this backwards way of thinking where it was something that never had to or people didn't think to incorporate into their uh, policies Um, and, and as women have entered the workforce, uh, you know, even dating back to World War II, you're looking at a situation where it was, um, what, I mean, you know, it's just, there's a, there's an inequity.
1: Yeah. But why has pretty much every other country been able to figure this out?
0: Oh, well, I can tell you why. Except for the United
1: States. I mean, if
0: you'd like to know why, I'm happy to say why. It's back. It's backwards-ass thinking and money. Uh huh. The the country is run uh, by people who are looking out for, for the most part, their themselves.
1: Well, and also, they hate women.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, look, last you know, record number of uh, women elected to Congress last uh, election. Um And hopefully that continues. Here's the, here's what I think. I think the representation in the House and the Senate should be, uh, what is it, 58-42? Is that what the population breakup is? Isn't it 58% women or something like that?
1: No, it's not that high.
0: So, what, 52 then, right? Maybe something like that, 52%, whatever. It should be reflected. If they are representing the people, then it should reflect the people they're representing. Mm-hmm. That's what I think.
1: I don't know, Let man. Let me get
0: off my high horse.
1: Your horse is very high. It's a
0: Turkoman. Mm. It's a half-breed. You know, it's a war horse and a race horse. I see. He's great. She, sorry, Lucy. She
1: you see another horse died at Santa um, Anita racetrack today?
0: Were they trying to get to a treasure that was really high up?
1: No, but they like just reopened, and then another horse died. Anyway... I don't know. It's all just very depressing. Um, yeah.
0: But it is. I mean, look, it's what I'm saying, guys. It, it feel how you want to feel about it. But I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. It's just so foolish.
1: It's
0: all It's all very foolish.
1: So Mike wrote in with some. Mm, it's pra- about
0: time, Mike. Where the hell you been?
1: Some practical advice. Um,
0: I like that he addressed our future baby as the currently untitled Shafriro project.
1: I appreciate that. Um... He says, he, he referenced the guide on FMLA from the Department of Labor, which states that any group insurance benefit provided by the employer must be maintained for the entire 12-week period. If the leave is paid, the normal payroll deductions should continue to pay for that coverage, or if unpaid, then the employee must be provided a means to pay only what their normal share of costs would be, not the entire costs. So as long as the listener uses FMLA and doesn't take a, quote, sabbatical from work, then her health insurance benefits should not be at risk. Second, I wanted to share some advice about short-term disability insurance. Nearly all short-term plans will allow you to activate your coverage in response to having a baby, assuming you started your coverage prior to becoming pregnant. However, they typically will not pay out till after 30 days from birth. So you have to either use sick or vacation days to bridge that gap, or if you're lucky, have some paid parental leave benefits separate from using sick or vacation days. Typically, these policies only cover two-thirds of your paycheck, and payment is usually in one lump sum, but it's better than nothing. One thing that many people don't realize, however, is that depending on who pays the premium for the insurance, the amount you receive may be taxable. Mm. The employee pays the deductible for the plan then any STD payments are tax free. But if the employer pays as part of a group plan, the amount is taxable. So something to keep in mind. So you don't have a nasty tax time surprise. Um, But then we heard from Becca who says. Thank you, Mike it sounds to me like this person might work at a place that is exempted from FMLA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If her employer has less than 50 people, they do not have to comply. Okay. So that is a potential wrinkle. Um, and then she, she points to the same thing that, that mm-hmm. Mike pointed to. And then she says, I'm sure there are people who have their shit together more than I do, but honestly, the answer to the question of how do people do it is many and most of them or most of them don't. Women and children make up over 70% of Americans living in poverty. 35% of single moms live in poverty with their children. Mm. A lack of paid parental leave and lack of affordable childcare are clearly some of the biggest reasons for this. And we as individuals need to stop beating ourselves up for not saving enough or not pursuing work in a higher paying field or dining out too much. The system is the problem, and those of us who need it the most don't have the time, energy, or money to fight to fix it. Womp. Sorry to be such a downer. It's been a long, expensive, and stressful four months of motherhood. But also, there are baby snuggles and baby smiles and babies burrowing into your chest just to be closer to you. Cheers, Becca.
0: You know, in Rye, we can't let babies burrow until they can burrow on their own.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: You know, the natural burrowing movement. I'm kidding, <laughs> Becca. Burrow away uh, with that baby. Enjoy.
1: And Becca, yes, I agree. What's needed are structural changes.
0: I mean, we could tear the <laughs> whole system down and start over.
1: Yes, but we should. Wait,
0: we can't because we don't have money. So we, I think we need to. You and I have to work real hard to become uh, billionaires, mm-hmm. and then we can start setting some policy.
1: Okay, All I just right. read. I just read Kushner Inc. Which is about Jared and Ivanka
0: mm, If only they knew some people who could get some policy made To benefit they themselves They are so
1: infuriating <laughs> It's like Oh they are the worst Anyway
0: um, it's, it's really something This whole thing uh, So primary earner Anna checking, yes. in.
1: checking in She's a kindergarten teacher
0: 13 a square foot in the Midwest Two adults and an 8 year old and a baby I love that information, by the way.
1: <laughs> it is very interesting. Um, all right. She says, I have six weeks paid and six weeks unpaid through uh-huh. FMLA, my employer. Uh, she's currently on leave. But since I pay an $800 monthly insurance p- premium. This is
0: exactly what uh, our caller was yep. talking about.
1: Plus part of my older daughter's tuition and fees through payroll deduction. They double deduct from the paid leave, Oy. Oy. which ate up that whole check. So I have essentially no paid leave. But still, I don't have to pay out of pocket for insurance like the original caller. My advice is one, have someone throw you a shower and register for practical things. Yes. We got probably $400 worth of cloth diapers, two $300 car seats, and a bunch of Target and grocery gift cards. Nice. I'm emotionally incapable of being the center of attention, but I sucked it up and actually ended up having fun at my shower. At the risk of sounding tacky, we really needed that financial help, and I don't think it would have happened without the shower, at least not to that extent. Uh-huh. Two, have someone make a meal train sign up for after the baby is born. We've gotten food brought over and also lots of restaurant gift cards. Huge help with the grocery yeah. budget. I also called and froze my student loans. I just explained the situation and set up payment plans for our medical bills. So we're paying 20 to to $100 per month for various medical bills. We'll pay off the balance once I'm back at work, but there's no interest, so I don't mind doing it piecemeal right now. Yeah. Four. I also sold a bunch of random stuff on Facebook Marketplace, Dory pressure canner, Lego sets, clothes, etc. People will buy anything and made a few hundred bucks. People
0: will buy anything. It's very crazy.
1: You were shocked at all the furniture I sold.
0: I was just so confused by it. Just generally, I was like, what are you talking about? Why would somebody buy this thing? And yet. And then I had to haggle with someone named Princess <laughs> because you were out of town. So I'm left haggling in the rain with a woman named Princess who drives a Mini Cooper.
1: How'd you get that thing in the Mini Cooper?
0: I took the leg off for her to make sure it didn't shatter her window. Oh, you know, because I'm handy like that. Yeah, but
1: but you wanted you wanted so much stuff gone, and I was like, all right.
0: Yeah, look. I mean, look. what, what, What? I forget what the deal was.
1: It was a bench. Fifty
0: dollars she was going to pay. I ended up selling it to her for thirty, and, and you were surprised I even took thirty.
1: I was. I was, I like, was
0: honestly going to, you know, you know me. I
1: was like, he's definitely going to just give this to her. Yep. So when you told me you had actually gotten thirty bucks out of her, I was like impressed. Yeah,
0: look, I was <laughs> just uh, fortunate to have a ten dollar bill in my pocket.
1: <laughs> uh, um, Anna says she only sells to women, and she does porch pickup, so I don't have to actually see anyone.
0: Oh, that's interesting. How do you know that the money's going to be given to you, though?
1: They must, like, give her the money in advance or something?
0: I'm confused by your porch pickup situation, but I understand.
1: (sighs) Me too. I did not only sell to women. No. We
0: we sold to everyone under the sun, up to it, including princess. One
1: of the nice things about Facebook Marketplace, and granted, anyone can have a fake profile, but, like, I did check out the profiles of anyone who contacted me Mm -hmm. just to be, like...
0: You didn't want to get catfished. I
1: was trying not to get catfished. Oh, this
0: guy's so handsome and he wants to buy my footstool.
1: I think my favorite people were the people who bought the, bought the armoire, which you weren't home for.
0: Yeah, I was not home for that. It was I a, was working. I it,
1: was a, it was a very lovely gay couple and their friend yeah. who showed up with a massive pickup truck and they were so excited about the armoire. And I'm I,
0: so glad that people are going to take joy in the armoire that drove me fucking through.
1: Totally. They were like shocked I was selling it. And <laughs> did
0: you then explain to them, "Look, <laughs> this center door opens up the end."
1: Yeah, he was like, "Oh, only the center door opens." And I was like, "Uh-huh. Take it. Take it." Yeah. <laughs> um it was it I, look it it looked it was a i thought it was a beautiful it piece it is it was, it was solid it was wood huge. but it was huge and not very practical and these these this gentleman was thrilled to have it he said it was, was going to go in his office that's great i said that sounds great i mean
0: i look forward to him trying to get something out of the corner when he <laughs> only gets to open the fucking center door uh, all right it's time for another break honey be right back okay
2: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. com slash style.
0: Dory, we're back.
1: We are back.
0: I almost fell down out of my own chair. Oh, there it goes again. Oh, boy.
1: Um, just one more thing on this maternity leave. Yes. Thing. Um. Basically, this woman wrote in to say that her company does not pay for maternity leave. Oh. She's in California, so she, she will have some state disability insurance. Um, plus, she has some short-term disability. She'll use her sick leave. Um, she will have insurance benefits during her maternity leave, but she'll have to pay it all back once she's back at work.
0: She's Louise.
1: Uh, so she wrote to say, to ask if she should try to institute a change within my company's policies. I say yes. I mean.
0: I think it is absolutely worth. What do you uh, have to lose? Exactly.
1: So yeah, go for it. Um, also,
0: she- I'm very surprised by the signing of this email. Uh, signed anonymously. But the kicker here. 775 square feet, one bedroom with two full size bathrooms. I mean, I don't understand. I'd like to see some floor plans. <laughs> I'd like to go to the city and, uh, and see if I can get a copy of those.
1: Yeah. I Thank don't you, know. Anonymous. Thank you very much. Keep um, us posted. All right. What's next? Changing. Honey? topics you're such
0: a good podcast driver here oh,
1: thank you appreciate that
0: it's nice tonight
1: hi to matt dorian bow
3: um this is annie again from chicago i called a few weeks ago <laughs> about the adventures of pete and Pete. i had to pause the podcast you, again um, because somebody had called about having some issues with their job where they felt like they were being harassed by their boss and i actually have experience with this um i actually six about six months ago left a job um, because I was having issues with some coworkers that mm-hmm. I was documenting the issues and confronting the higher ups about and they were not taking care of. So I have some in, you know a little bit of experience unfortunately in this. Mm. Um, two years is plenty of time. Like get out of there. It's not gonna get any better. I spent three years in that place, and it just got worse and worse. Um, I literally would go to my boss and say, Hey, like, it was, it, and it was some coworkers that were causing the problem, and also my direct supervisor. Mm. Um, I was doing. His, basically almost all of his job because of incompetence, and when I went to my boss to address the situation say, okay, either you need to pay me or, or something, he basically said, well, we're not going to pay you any more money for doing half of his job, and also, we're not going to get rid of him because he has a family to take care of, as if I didn't. Um, so,
1: Ew. it was
3: a really bad situation. I eventually also, well, was also I've been doing IVF for the past couple of years, and I had two co-workers who were harassing me, even though I had worked out everything with my boss as far as getting appointments and stuff and also working and making up time, um, who were basically harassing me about that, um, even though they knew what was going on. So it was a lot of bad situations. Um, you don't have to put up with it. Uh, document it as much as you can. If you have an HR department, that's great. Unfortunately, I was at a small company that didn't. Um, but document, document, document. And then also, if they don't take care of that, that's not on you, um, and if you leave the company, which I think you should, make sure when you do an exit interview mm. that you note exactly why you left the company and exactly what was going on. Um, At a previous job, I had another supervisor who was harassing me and mistreating me, and she was eventually let go because about five people had complained about her in their exit survey saying she was the reason why they left. Mm. So I just wanted to call and let you know like you don't have to put up with it. Um, unfortunately there's many people in this situation and it sucks, but, um, try going through the normal channels, but like, look for another job and get the heck out of there. You don't deserve it. All
1: right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: That's some Midwest Chicago wisdom coming through.
1: Sure is. Isn't it crazy though, that five people had to leave the company and complain before they would get rid of this one person?
0: Well, I mean, that one person probably was really good at their job.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Most competent person in the person most
1: competent person award um so another topic that came up last week that we got a lot of response to Mm -hmm. was this issue of should you change your baby plans to accommodate a sick or dying parent.
0: Right. Uh, whether or not you're going to have the baby. You no. Know, are you going to rush the baby yes. out to hopefully get the baby to meet the parents?
1: Exactly. Um, so we heard from a few people about this. Um, and I'm just going to read a few of them. Uh, this is from Janine. Unfortunately, my mother-in-law passed away a little over a year before my husband and I got married, Mm -hmm. but during her three-year-long battle with cancer, especially towards the end, she was very clear that she didn't want anyone changing her plans for her, which is why we didn't rush to get married sooner, since everything had already been planned for the following summer. Anyway, right after she passed, all I could think about in that situation was how having a baby would make everyone less sad and balance out the loss. Mm. Still, we weren't in a position to have kids. Since I was in the middle of law school and the exact timing of kids wasn't something the hubs and I had discussed fast forward a few years and my mother-in-law's twin sister very, very suddenly passed away as well. My husband is very close with his extended family, especially that aunt and uncle and their kids who were friends of mine around preschool age, well before I became friendly with my husband. So it was an especially devastating loss for me too. When we knew their aunt was near the end, my sister-in-law who was 20 when her mom died said something like, "Welp, I was just starting to feel better about things. And now this is happening it hit everyone very deeply. We'd been planning to start trying to conceive around two years later, but that summer 2012, I had a strange conversation with my mother, which left me realizing, wow, we've lost some important people to us and no one is getting any younger or more normal. <laughs> and maybe we should do this now. Maybe. Meanwhile, I'd left my first job as an attorney after two years and was having trouble finding work that was worthwhile. So given these various factors, we decided to accelerate the baby making. That said, we did discuss this in August and resolved to start trying in January. Mm-hmm. A few times in the late fall, I sort of prodded hubs about how we may just may as well just start now. But he was steadfast in the resolution to start in January. <laughs> I like it. Stick to the plan. <laughs> our daughter was born in fall t- 2013, followed by our son in fall 2015. And it was basically the best thing we've ever done. Their surviving three grandparents love spending time with them, and I'm glad we didn't put off bringing these sources of joy into the world. At the time of their births, my kids also had three great-grandparents, mm-hmm. all on my husband's side. Though, unfortunately, we just lost one of his grandmas at age 91 last week. Wow. However, I'll echo Matt's comments that the caller doesn't owe anybody anything, and she needs to make sure the timetable is right for her and her partner first and foremost. Even though we decided on our own to have kids when we did, Bringing forth the first grandchildren and great-grandchildren on both sides of our families has sometimes made it feel like we did so for everyone else's (laughs) enjoyment and entertainment. That is to say, people love coming over to play with the kids, but don't always help necessarily. And we're always running around to making sure to visit with everyone. My concern for the caller is that she'll become frustrated if she can't conceive right away and that the stress of reproductive-ish will distract from more meaningful time with her dad. It's better to look at the big picture and make memories while you can, recording them to share with any future children. Best of luck with everything. Janine.
0: Uh, good insight there as well. You guys are really Our uh, listeners are a wealth of information.
1: Very wise.
0: And always, as always, if you think like, oh my God, I need answers now, you can always head over to the Facebook group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure, where there are people like this standing by literally to standing it.
1: by. Honey, do you want to
0: read the next uh, email? Sure. This is from an anonymous source yet again. Hi, Matt, Dory, Bo, and Baby Bump Myra. When I heard the signal, I would go out in the most recent episode where the listener expressed her sadness over her father's illness, knowing that the future children might not be able to know them. I had to write in uh, and share a wonderful resource that might help. A few years ago, my father, who my son adores, was diagnosed with dementia. My son is also only the only grandchild. They've always been very close. We have no way to know how quickly the dementia may progress, but really got us thinking about how we wanted to make. Uh, sorry, we wanted to make and preserve our memories with him. We, while well, we had the opportunity, I have lots of great videos of my dad telling my son stories over the years. Tons of photos, and I wanted to preserve these precious things uh, before they are gone. We discovered. Uh, us through Gilmore guys. <laughs> uh uh no. Same way. Oh, this uh, through Gilmore guys and another one of Kevin's podcasts. This is crazy. They also discovered a website called Storyworth and signed my dad up. It's been a great decision. When you sign up for Storyworth, you they email your loved one a question each week. Who was your best friend in high school and what is your favorite memory of them? What is a hidden talent most people don't know you have? And what is the most important value you would like your family to know is important? I would like to do that with my parents, actually. Uh, they reply to the email with their answer, whatever it may be. So each week, they are telling a different story. At the end of the year, StoryWorth make, takes all the responses and publishes them into a hardbound book for you. Uh, so you have your loved ones' stories forever. That's cool. Uh, it's been a joy. Uh, Some things they probably never would have known, but they're amazing to know. No matter... What happens? Our family, especially my son, will always have pieces of his grandfather to read and remember. It feels priceless to us. Uh, And the cost for story worth in the book was around $100 at the end of the year. Well worth the memories it preserved. Isn't that fun?
1: Honey, they were a Forever 35 advertiser.
0: Yeah. Why did you bring this up to me?
1: And if you use the promo code Forever 35... I believe you still get a discount. Oh boy. Just go to storyworth.com slash forever35. I'm on board now. Promo code forever35.
0: I don't know how long your other listener may have with their dad but if he's someone who might enjoy writing down some memories uh, I wanted to put it out there to your listeners as I'm sure many of us may be struggling with single parent feelings uh, and questions they bring into our lives. She shared the link with us and uh, she's eagerly anticipating our baby and she's uh, Or he is anonymous in uh, Maine
1: Thank you anonymous in Maine
0: The great state of Maine
1: Yeah Storyworth is very cool You it's think your dad would idea. like it?
0: I mean I don't care If he or my mother would like it It's all information I'd like
1: Yeah let's get it for them
0: Hello mom and dad I know at least one of you is listening
1: uh, um, Okay I'm going to play voicemail
4: Hi, Matt, Dory, and Beau. This is Madeline, and I'm calling in in response to um, your voicemail from this week in which a caller um, is asking about changing plans for kids because of an ill parent. Um, I had a similar situation. My mother was very ill and um, was very much hinting that she would like some grandchildren soon, but... um, I was at a time where I was at a job that was very demanding um, and I was finding it, you know, emotionally difficult to go through caring for and arranging care for a parent that was very ill. Um, and so we didn't change our plans to wait a little bit longer to have kids. And looking back, I don't regret it. Um, I- I do think now with my daughter that I would love it if her grandmother was around and we talk about her Gigi um, all the time. She's only seven months old, but I tell her about her Gigi. And we have a picture of her Gigi in her nursery um, from when Gigi was a little girl that my daughter can look up at. And um, so we found different ways to keep her memory in the house. But, you know, pregnancy brings along its own set of new emotions and so looking back I can't imagine trying to navigate um, an ill parent while also um, kind of doing all the uh, all the new things of pregnancy and thinking about learning to be a mom I think it would have been really stressful um, for me and maybe would have taken away from my last months with my mom so it's not something I regret but i remember having those same thoughts and questioning whether um, i should change things so my heart goes out to your caller and um and i wish you all the best of luck as you approach um baby boys due date lots of exciting things to come so thanks so much um and i guess that's it Bye
0: you realize, honey, first of all, great perspective right there, yeah, someone who enjoyed the time they had uh without having to worry about their kid
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: but uh, you know it's crazy, I just thought of what we probably we might have at most two more episodes of this podcast without a child, yeah, three, maybe, maybe yeah. three, if he's on time, yeah. if he's like me, he likes to be on time for things.
1: If he's like me, he'll be a few minutes late.
0: Mm, he should have left earlier. Hmm.
1: He didn't know how much traffic there was going to be.
0: But he did, because he lives here and knows how much traffic there is. I just mm-hmm. don't understand. Hmm. Why well, get stressed out? Hi. That was a com- <laughs> comment about each other uh, and the reality of Dory.
1: I have actually been a lot better about being on time. Look,
0: I think you know that the prime example was the time that you got to... The, a doctor's appointment and your blood pressure was through the roof Yeah, because of the traffic.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: When it's something you can avoid because like when you leave early enough you're like meh whatever.
1: I know. Generally I've been better. It was one of my early Forever 35 intentions to be more on time for things. You
0: do you do you know now that I'm thinking about it you do sort of ride that wave of uh, of leaving late
1: I've gotten so much better
0: yeah yeah but now I'm thinking back on all of our time together and like you're just like La-de-da. La-de-da. well
1: it's because I have historically been bad at estimating how long things are going to take me and I try to cram too much in so I'm like Oh, I have time to like stop at Starbucks and, you know, like, no. just like do like 50 things. Yeah, you not... do.
0: If you leave 50 minutes earlier.
1: Right. But I like it, which
0: t- is, uh, you know, I like to say that time and that time can be your time, you know,
1: honey, I get it and I've gotten better.
0: You've got, you've only got a little bit of your time left, you know, oh, before God. this child comes.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. And then it
0: becomes okay. his time and we're both dealing with his time. Oh no. <laughs> So here's what I, here's my recommendation for you. Tomorrow, you know, what time are you going, what time are you and Kate recording? Noon. What time is Dory Shafir leaving the house?
1: 11.30.
0: 11.15.
1: 11.15? 11.15. And I'm going to be so early.
0: Or are you?
1: No, I am because it takes 20 minutes to get there. And
0: that's when you stop at Starbucks. When you get there. Hello, welcome to Matt's life of leaving early for things. I mean, I leave for work at 8.30 to get there for 10.
1: I know, you leave so early.
0: But it is, you know, I stop at Starbucks, I get my breakfast, I take a a, a route that doesn't have a ton of traffic but is long, you know? So, but I'm always, uh, rarely am I ever running late for work. I've probably literally been late for work at the Goldbergs. Um, one or maybe two times ever. And by late, I mean less than 15 minutes late. So, look, wow. it's, you know, it's, it's Secunda's it's, it's the king of late.
1: He is the king of late.
0: You might be the queen.
1: I'm not the queen. Your fiefdom. No, I'm not.
0: All right. I'm just trying to help you. You have gotten better.
1: Thank you. But I'm
0: helping you. I want to help you.
1: I've also you know what the, I've gotten the, so much better about not um leaving late for the airport. <laughs> I used to cut it so close.
0: Yeah. 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 I've
1: gotten a lot better about that. It's
0: such a weird thing. It's like doesn't like there's parts of your personality that you're just like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense with the rest of you
1: maybe you just don't know me so well
0: i know you pretty well honey
1: well maybe not as well as you think
0: I spent five years with you or having a child i know you pretty well
1: mm, you know me reasonably well
0: yeah I, but i will say surprising things but, but you know yeah, I'm you keep pointing you.
1: out these incongruities i'm
0: surprised by you all the time that's what makes a marriage fresh you know just to mm. be surprised yeah do i surprise you anymore Rarely. I know. I'm pretty much the same person I'll always be.
1: Um okay. Kate wrote in asking for some advice. She lives in Westboro, Massachusetts. With my husband, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. work in Newton as a full-time nanny to almost four-year-old twins.
0: Oh, nanny Newton. Newton nanny to twins. Hmm, mom tells me there was some IVF happening. Mom is and a, I don't care if you're upset about it because you're probably a super rich Newton family.
1: Mom is a stay-at-home mom who does some charity work, plays tennis, uh-huh. etc. Oh, you know, oh boy. basic rich lady stuff. Yeah. Dad works from home. And she put works in quotation marks. Great. He just checks his portfolio. They're just rich people. Okay. My question is this. How do I tell my boss that I'm pregnant? I'm only about six weeks along, so I have a bit of time to figure this out, but I'm unsure how to broach the subject. Ideally, I would just bring my baby to work with me because the most ridiculous thing I can think of is to pay for childcare so I can go take care of someone else's children.
0: Oh, and you put it like that. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous.
1: It would not be out of the realm of possibility for mom to suggest this. The kids will be in school until 2 every day, and my role has been gradually shifting from nanny to personal assistant. The family is building a new house, Mm. and mom frequently mentions how great it will be to have me around to accept deliveries, help decorate, etc. But I worry I won't be able to do these tasks with an infant in tow.
0: I worry that she can't accept deliveries when she's... I mean, do they not build a tennis court? Because she could just play tennis at the house and be around for deliveries. The mom.
1: Well, it sounds like they're living in the old house while the new house is being built. Uh, so she doesn't want to hang out in the, you know, in the new house waiting for shit because yeah. it's not her house. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Traveling with the family is also a big part of my job as their whole extended family lives in Florida. So we visit a few times a year, including Thanksgiving. I worry about having to draw a line on that as well. Do you have any thoughts on what I should do? I'm ready to make some sacrifices like, like upgrading to a minivan to accommodate three car seats but there are some things I will not budge on and the thought of being shut down or worse. Let go keeps me up at night. My husband sells craft beer and does not make enough to allow me to stay home. And I don't want to have to find another family to work for. Thanks in advance, Kate. <sighs> well, Kate,
0: <sighs> Kate, you're right to write in. Cause this is a real hem and ha. Um, I, you know, their personalities better than we do. That's yeah. for sure. So you'll know if they're going to be uh, super happy for you that you're welcoming a new family member, or if they're going to be like, "But, but our family is your family." But
1: what about our deliveries? Yeah,
0: um, don't deliver a baby except an Amazon delivery. <laughs> uh, Lord and Taylor's delivering something. Uh, so uh, yeah, so you know more how they take it in in my uh, uh, imagination. Um, you tell them and they're delighted for you and you can work you know for another seven eight months Mm -hmm. um no problem hopefully they'll, they'll give you a little time off uh sounds like when would that be right as the kids are going back to school
1: eight months from now yeah no it'll be like close to Thanksgiving oh you know, when they go to Florida.
0: Well, then I think they go to Florida without you this year. Yeah. Um, and uh, you'll be back up and running for the Christmas trip. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I think you should broach it around...
0: Fourth of July?
1: I was going to say 20 weeks, so... Yeah, close to Fourth of July. Yeah. Um. I, I do think you need to be prepared for the worst case scenario.
0: Yes. You do. And also, I think you need to... Uh, hopefully, you don't... The worst case scenario is not what happens. Maybe they're super accepting of it now. But I I also Bringing think... Bringing your child to work is interesting to me.
1: It is, and, it, and it's tricky, I think. Yeah,
0: because it's like, well, you're watching our kids. I don't want you to be distracted.
1: Right. Especially with an, with own an infant. infant. That
0: you're constantly feeding.
1: Yeah, like I see your point, but... I, I don't. If I were in the mom situation, I don't know if I would be thrilled by this idea.
0: Have you thought about starting a podcast about being a nanny in Newton? I have not. No, no, I'm talking to her.
1: Oh, (laughs) um, no, that could be interesting. Talking
0: anonymously to your network of Newton nannies, um, about the. But I also
1: I don't know how common this is. If this is like a thing that happens, and like I
0: also don't know how
1: maybe I'm totally being, you know, crazy about this. Um what I would do is I would really sit down before you have this conversation with the mom, I would sit down and write out what is your ideal situation? Because right now it doesn't really sound like, you know, like you say that you're willing to make some sacrifices, but there's some things you won't budge on. But like, what is your ideal scenario here? And like, what are the things you won't budge on? And what are the things that you're good that you might be like, okay, I could do that. Um, Because then I think you'll have more clarity going into the conversation. And that way, when, you know, when the mom brings something up, you'll be able to say, like, that's a non-negotiable. Or you can say, I'm willing to, you know, compromise on this yes, or whatever. Yes, we can make that work. Yeah, we can, can make that work. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I wouldn't go in, like, guns blazing, No.
0: Though. They don't seem like a guns blazing type of family. No. Well, they probably are guns blazing, but out. Not in.
1: <laughs> huh?
0: Like, they seem like they might be... Uh, cutthroat, ruthless type people.
1: Or they've just inherited a ton of money and they just like live large.
0: Well, why would, well, I, I, here's my question why, How do you end up in Newton from Florida? I know how the reverse happens. You get old and are Jewish.
1: Well, their whole extended family lives in Florida, so maybe they didn't, maybe they're not from Florida. Oh, interesting. Maybe they're from Boston and like their parents all live in Florida.
0: mm-hmm. Boca. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Probably Boca. Mm, Interesting. I mean, if they're Jewish, they probably live in Boca. Right. Not to totally stereotype, but my whole family lives in Boca. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yeah, I get it. (sighs) The non-Jews tend to live on the west coast of Florida,
0: which is
1: Naples, Tampa, Sarasota,
0: a lot of Myers in Tampa, et cetera, Key West too.
1: Um, all right. Well, Kate, good luck. Keep us posted.
0: Kate, I don't know how you're going to know that we answered this on episode 218.
1: Oh, yeah. We we skipped that part. She's only on episode 63. Uh, 63. <laughs> well, Kate, I hope you listen to this. <laughs> um, maybe I'll respond to her email and say we you answered your question. Say we
0: answered it. Tough yeah. call. No definitive answer. But here we go. Can we f- get? To, we don't have a ton of time. left Here. I know.
1: I just. But I do just want to say. I do just want to say that Leanne. Um the Brit who called in last week uh-huh. followed up. Yes. And um she said she's sorry for being so very British. I promise I was totally <laughs> taking the piss and don't talk like that normally at I all. I know you don't. I'm glad it made you both laugh though. Anyway, offer a cucumber sandwich and a cup of oh, tea. Oh, see
0: you should be doing it again.
1: There she goes. Doing it again. Um okay. So, one more question, a Disney question. Yeah, okay. Josh and his wife are yeah. planning to go to Disneyland this year for the first time to yeah. partake in all of the new Star Wars fun. Yikes, Matt, when do you think it's the best time of year to go when there would be the least amount of people and the shortest lines?
0: <laughs> Josh, you're in. I for, knew
1: that this question.
0: <laughs> Josh, you're in for a rude awakening. Uh, there is no good time anymore to go to Disneyland. Uh, it is constantly busy. They're reaching capacity all the time. Um, a that's a good sign the economy is doing well. B, uh, it's 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 crazy. So look, here's what I would honestly say to you is go. If you can go, if it's just the wife and you, go when United States school system is in session. Uh, and I would say all of the United States, not just Southern California. Um, and uh, so to that, I would probably say your best bet is going to be a rainy Wednesday in October of 2019. That's honest to God. That's the best window I can give you. Uh, and also, be on the lookout for special event tickets.
1: Usually it doesn't rain in October Excuse here. Excuse me.
0: I'm talking to Josh.
1: I would say a rainy Wednesday in January.
0: Look, the guy wants to go this year. You're t- you're putting him out to 2020. Oh,
1: true. You're right. I'm sorry.
0: Excuse me. Back to what I was saying, Josh. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: Uh, I would look for special event tickets. They're going to sell out quick, but something like a Mickey's Fun Halloween, where the park is at minimal capacity, uh, but it is a separate ticketed event in addition to the ticket you have during the day. That would be something I would absolutely look into and try your best to get, uh, because you're going to have a e- much easier time of walking uh, in and on the line uh, of things. So
1: That is good advice.
0: There you go, Josh. Who could that be? I don't know. I don't have pants on and All you're right. pregnant. <laughs> I'll get it. Dory's going to the door. Bo has not moved. Will Bo bark? What's happening? I wonder if it's maybe my deoxid I ordered to clean the pots on an amplifier. Dory's walked out the door. She's picking something up. She's walking back in the door. She's putting something down. What well, that? Sounded, what is that? Who is it to? Is it to us? Or is it to you? Or is it to me?
1: It was an Amazon delivery of something that they claimed to have tried to deliver earlier.
0: Oh, but they could not access our building. They could not access. And then
1: I called Amazon. They said it was probably mistakenly scanned. And I was like, oh, I'm never getting this package. But I believe it just showed up. What was it? Uh, Drawer dividers.
0: Oh, because that's what I thought the package was that you sent me. Oh, because, like, you know, whatever. Anyway, Anyway. long story short, the good news is she can divide the drawers.
1: Newborn clothes are very small. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, one last voicemail.
0: Are you storing them like um, Marie Kondo?
1: Hi, guys. It's Katie Shinden. Hi, Tura.
2: And I just had to call, pause the podcast, because, Matt, OMG, when you started singing the Entertainment Tonight theme song... When you're talking about John Tesh, mm-hmm. and again, this came from discussing you needing an ENT. And um, so, my dad was the original writer on Entertainment Tonight when it started, way back oh when. Oh my God! Dick Adler, I believe he wrote for Mary Hart. Uh huh. Um, if memory serves, I was a pretty young kid, but it was an exciting job for him. And as a child, I used to sing. Those were the words I, that, that is I made up to that perfect. special song when I just had to share that. I love you guys. Bye. Bye.
0: She didn't answer the question. Did John Tesh write the Entertainment type theme song? I could have just Googled answer. it but I really appreciate it.
1: Anyway, I thought you'd enjoy that
0: voicemail. Thank you so much for that.
1: Thank you, Katie. All right. That brings us to the end.
0: Thanks so much, everybody for uh, sticking with us this long. If you'd like more of the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure and support us there for as little as $5 a month. You can get your name right on the podcast and a bonus episode to boot. Uh, and we offer up to two bonus episodes over there. So thanks to everybody supporting us. Read some names. Here we go. Thank you to, Jane Ennis,
1: Jeff and Marnie,
0: Jennifer Bosch, Jennifer Simon, Jennifer T Brennan, Jennifer Wang, Jenny Fick,
1: Jessica Zimbelman,
0: Joanna Reinwald,
1: Jordan Hamsley,
0: Kaylee Hendrickson, Kalila, Karen perolman Perelman,
1: Kareen Labrie, katherine uh, Little, Kathleen Gilchrist,
0: Katie Combs Pritchard, Katie Joiner, Katie McKenzie,
1: Kelly Matthew of House Brevard, <laughs> uh, Carrie L, Laura Bennett.
0: Lauren Kay, Lauren Schultz, Lindsay McDonough,
1: Lynn Nugent, M. Upcher, Madeline Deathliff's,
0: Maggie Scow, Marid. Maria Bishop,
1: Mary M. Mary Messick, Melanie Bronbeck. Melissa, Melissa Garcia,
0: Michelle Chudzinski,
1: Nancy Olson,
0: Naomi Nixon,
1: Nicole Mustafa,
0: Olgie Zij, sorry, <laughs> Olgie. Olga Zildstara. Zilstra. Zilstra. Zilstra is exactly correct. <laughs> Olga Zilstra.
1: Rebecca Dawson.
0: Rebecca Tran Dowson. Oh. Dowson. Dawson. Oh. Dawson. Dawson, you sure it's not Dawson with a D O W? D O Dawson.
1: Dose Dawson? Dawson. I don't know. Like a creek? Maybe. I don't want to wait.
0: Rebecca Tran.
1: Rob Bean.
0: Samantha. Yeah. Sarah Lauer. Sasha B.
1: Satish Pillow-Lamari
0: Savannah Fox
1: Shannon Mandel
0: Sir Reginald Pennybottom Suzanne The bra- the Buyer Sees
1: Teresa Kuhn
0: Tiffany Stevens
1: Valerie Anderson And Wendy
0: Fick. Thanks so much. Thank
1: you all. You
0: guys have been great. So fantastic. Jory and I said, we're going to do a real fast podcast. And, uh... <laughs> As I kept waving the clock at her, I she I saw kept going. the clock, but,
1: right. uh, you know, we had egghead things to talk about. Uh-huh.
0: She blames me every week. You know, I try to say we should go faster, and you're always wanting to talk.
1: What? I never, literally this have time, never said that. She says it all the
0: time. I never that. Actually, as soon that. as I hit stop, she's going to say that repeatedly until next week. She says it all week. It's the only word she says to me. Anyway, you guys are great. See you next You guys next can week.
1: choose
2: who to choose.